0: All right, good afternoon and welcome to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. We're really glad you joined us today. If you're looking to listen to any of our past episodes, you can find them anywhere podcasts are casted. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and much more. Additionally, we do have additional videos of each broadcast on our website at the Eastside Realestate team.com or on our YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and search for the Eastside real estate team. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We appreciate that. Today we'll be welcoming Michael Burdick from loan Depot and Amy Isol from the Eastside Academy. First, let me start by discussing some real talk today. We're going to be talking about uh, is it a good financial move right now to buy a home? So there's no doubt 2020 has been a challenging year. Many Americans can say uh, the least of their concerns probably uh, would be housing. But the true truth of it is, is we've seen a really uh, aggressive um, monetary policy that has been keeping our mortgage rates at record lows. And what that has then done is created a more um, level playing field for affordability. It's interesting to see home prices increase, but to see affordability Um, actually go up because the cost of money is cheaper. Uh, The interesting part about that is we've seen almost a whole percentage point, and I was just looking at mortgage rates, and we'll talk a little bit more about what impacts mortgage rates um, and uh, what causes them to go up or to go down. But um, in addition to those going uh, going down mortgage rates, we're seeing appreciation. Now, on a nationwide level, we're seeing an appreciation of 6.7%. That is That is a huge number for a nationwide, right? Because you're going across markets, whether it be Idaho, uh, Washington, Florida, Alabama, New York, 6.7% appreciation. I would say probably if you were to look at a real nationwide number average, you're looking at like two to 4% at the most to see that kind of a level. So um, let's take a look at some of the calculations, all right? So let's just say if you were thinking about Uh, buying a home around 300,000. Now we know in this area, it's the median home price is well above that. So we're going to use an example of 300,000 and then we can multiply by two. Okay. So a $300,000 home that's appreciated at about 6.7% appreciation is about 320. So take 600 and go to 640, right? Uh, 320. So compared to this time last year, if you were buying this time last year, you would have actually saved $87 in that scenario by purchasing a home today. So that's, um, that equates to about a thousand dollars a year. So double that in our, if you were to buy a 600. So if you to buy a $600,000 home that appreciated, it would be worth 640 and you would be saving about $160 a month. Um, but what about the economy? Is it still in a recession? Well, the truth is it is, um, um, but we don't know when that will change. There's a lot of things putting pressure on the market. Um, you know, uh, one one truth of the matter that we've talked about on this show before is that there is a lot of desire for folks to have a home. And, you know, I used the term nesting the other day when meeting with a client. Um, you know, to those folks that have had children, you know, the last few months of pregnancy, there's that whole nesting phase where you're kind of trying to set up a comfort level at home. I think that's the, uh, what the major, what a, a large majority of people experienced this year is spending so much time in our homes made it much more important than it normally was. So here's the bottom line: home prices are going to always appreciate. Mortgage rates may not always decline. Right, we're going to see something change as banks are looking to recoup some money um, and the economy starts to. Um, starts to maybe falter a little bit Um, buying your first home or moving up into a bigger home it really makes a lot of sense now the the challenge that we're running is finding homes so as i as you watch this and and maybe your experience is you've been in a home for 20 or 30 years and uh it's it's something that you can no longer care for um we want to you know look into possibly this being one of the best times, uh, to get an absolute top dollar on a property without having to fix it up and do a whole lot to it. Obviously some basics need to be done. And we did a tremendous job on a house that we listed, um, about a couple of weeks ago. Um, it needed some things to be done, but we ended up uh, selling that home in three days. So I've said, I say, you know, hey, it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to sell. But, um, you know uh right now yeah i have people say i want to get as much as i can out of the home Um, and if i were to think of a marketplace where you had the ability to get the most out of the home it's a marketplace that has a tremendous low inventory and we are actually probably about two weeks worth of inventory in some neighborhoods there's nothing you can't there's no choice of homes at all so reach out to the east side real estate team if you have any uh questions on that now, um, before we get to our next guest, I would like to share my screen and talk about our first sponsor. So our first sponsor, uh, this is really timely for the guys out there watching or girls. I guess it, it really doesn't matter any, at this point because it's Christmas and everybody likes a little bling, right? I mean, what's not to love? So here we go. I'm going to share my screen and here we go. So um, my good friend, Jeanette Baton. Uh, she owns a jewelry company and she custom makes jewelry so the the whole experience of going out to shop for a ring wouldn't it be easier if you just went to the place that actually makes the ring so she actually designs custom uh, jewelry and she she can do anything Uh, typically how I operate is um, I have my daughter or my wife uh, send me some examples of things they like and I send it to Jeanette Uh, Jeanette can um, get a much higher quality product and she can customize it. So if we wanna do something specific like a a monogram name, if we wanna do something like a, a, a totally unique design, she actually draws and then creates the design. So if you're looking to get something special for that someone special, I want to encourage you to go to dynamicdesignsjewelry.com. You can reach her at 425-827-7722, 425-827-7722. All right, so that's our first commercial. Now back to the show. So um, on the phone here, we have Michael Burdick, good friend uh, from Lone Depot. Michael has been uh, doing mortgages for about 14 years. Is that right, Michael? Not quite that much. Oh, okay. Sorry. How long?
1: About 11 years.
0: 11. Okay. So just a few years short of of 14. So awesome. Um, Michael is with Loan Depot. He's a senior loan officer there. And in full disclosure, refied my house just a month ago. It was an easy, seamless process. Um, but before we made that decision, we kind of mulled over a couple of things. So, Michael, welcome to the show and tell us, um, uh, what is something that we don't know about you?
1: Wow. Put me on the spot. Um, well, I guess if you look at my Zillow profile, you'd know that I'm a pretty passionate skier. I've lived in the Northwest my whole life and I, I actually volunteer ski patrol at crystal mountain. Um, but this year I'm not because I had twins three months ago. So I've been clocking lots of hours in this bonus room here between feedings and
0: doing mortgages. (laughs) You got your your hands full, you and your wife. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. All right. So let's jump into the questions that we have today. First off, um, what reasons do people kind of mull over uh, the reason to refinance?
1: Well, there's, there's lots of reasons to do it and then, and then maybe not do it. And um, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, you hear in the news that it's record low mortgage rates. So, that inclines you to start researching online and talking to people about getting referrals on who you can speak to um, and when when I have a client you know we don't just dig right into the application usually we have a consultation and we review okay what are your goals what are your long-term plans with this property and then other things in your life are you planning to, to move or start a business or you know there's lots of things that will help us determine if refinancing for you it's going to be a good idea Um, and then the most popular reasons are to save money per month you know cash flow is huge um, and that's across the board across the country that's most people's main goal is when they can lower their interest rate they're lowering their cost to borrow they're going to lower that mortgage payment Um, other reasons would be you know I'll talk to some people and maybe they've lived in their house two years and they know their rate is higher than market and say i'm comfortable with the payment i don't want to go through that process so then i'll tell them well maybe we can lower your term you know what if we kept your payment the same but we can knock off you know maybe you're on you started at a 30 year now you're two years into it maybe i get you a 25 year or a 20 year for relatively the same payment and then they're like yeah that makes sense and maybe they still want to sell their home in five years but then when they go to sell they're going to have more equity for proceeds for their next move so the, a mortgage is, is a really strategic way to have like a forced savings account. We all have savings accounts, but you can throw it into your checking whenever you want. A mortgage is an asset that you're gonna have that is appreciating over time, and you're gonna have those proceeds when you ultimately sell or retire or, or whatever it is. Um, other reasons would be to consolidate high interest credit card debt. So sometimes we'll do cash out refis where we're, we're including other payments to maybe raise your mortgage payment, but overall, um, you know, borrowing at rates at 3% or sometimes even lower into the twos is amazing compared to if you have high credit card debt at 18%. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so why would somebody, I mean, those are all really great reasons to do it. Why would somebody hold off?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can go on and on about reasons to do it, but there are also reasons to to hold off. And I mentioned some earlier, like, Are you gonna be moving soon? You know, I mean, we can structure refis that don't cost really anything out of pocket. That just means you're not gonna get the lowest payment. Um, You know, if you you lower the rate to current market or sometimes you can buy down further, that's gonna have cost to it. You're gonna recoup that over time. But if you're only looking to live in your home maybe two years or it might not pencil out. So that's part of the, the cost benefit analysis that we'll do together. When we review on that initial consultation and see if it's going to make sense. Um, Other reasons, I mean, COVID is a kind of a crazy time. I mean, have you? Are you a business owner? Uh, Has that changed your income? Um, Are you furloughed? Are you in a forbearance program that has uh, been offered you by the CARES Act, which is um, through COVID relief? Um, What else?
0: I mean, those are those are uh, yeah. um, disqualifiers, right? I mean, ha, ha, it being in forbearance uh, would disqualify somebody from being able to refinance, right?
1: It does uh, in the short term, usually. I mean, there's, I feel like guidelines are changing constantly on it just because it's all fluid and yeah. CARES Act was basically put out there by Congress and mandatory to be offered to every person that has a mortgage in the country. A lot of people just opted in before the investors of Fannie Freddie could even write their guidelines yet. Um, so it depends on the program that you get enrolled in, whether you're deferring it and have to pay it at the end or if you're paying it on the end of your term. Like there's different rules on that. So,
0: okay. So um, interest rates, they uh, where they, roughly, I mean, obviously there's a lot of factors, but if you're, to, um, I heard that the conforming loan limits increased. Is that right?
1: Correct. So everything at, after January 1st, right now we're max at 741, 750. And then they're going up to, I'm not even going to say it because I, I didn't write it down, but I think it's 765 or, or 775. And, and
0: that that is what, that's like conforming loans are the sweetest possible at 20% down or 20% equity, right? So from a refinance, uh, conforming loans would have the best baseline rate, not, not factoring into anybody's credit or anything like that, but conforming loans. Am I right on that?
1: Right now? Yeah. And it's not always like that. Like over the years I've been doing this sometimes jumbo rates have been better than conforming. Um, but right now jumbo, especially during COVID and initially in COVID got shut down and they've gotten more strict as far as guidelines for reserves required and, and you know, looking at income more closely and things like that. So, those rates are a little bit higher, just because the investors have pool has gotten smaller on the backside. But um, yeah, I mean, conventional so rates right now are are really good.
0: If you had just like the sweetest, easiest A plus credit, um, a conforming loan limit, twenty percent down, what rates are we at?
1: Purchase, you'd be looking probably at the mid twos. Refi, you'd be probably mid to higher twos yeah and that's today so don't quote
0: me yep yeah no no of course and that's today and just so you know we're recording this ahead of uh wednesday so i just want to be clear um you know and it's an important thing to say because you know i can't tell you how many people uh, when they're refinancing or purchasing you know it's like well i called this lender and i got this rate and i called this lender and i got that rate and i called this lender and i got where lenders vary is on fees and costs and service Rates are all bought at the same place, almost at the same time, Um, you know, so if if in a day time, you know, all the, all the information's there. So, um, so I don't want to spend time on, on rates, but I would, uh, uh, we've got a few minutes left here and I would like to know that if you are in the process of refi, um, when is the lock? I mean, what's the idea of locking in the rate? When does that happen and when should somebody lock?
1: yeah so that's a, a good question whether it's a purchase or a refi i mean on a purchase we need to be under contract so a lot of times people will do their application with me and say they're looking at homes and, and think that they're locked but no because we need the exact terms of what we're going to be locking and a close date etc mm-hmm. on a refinance um where a year ago i could close a refi in three weeks no problem but right now they're just taking longer because this is the biggest refinance boom that's ever happened for a lot of reasons um you know excellent rates great equity so people are getting the best terms that they've ever had and that's why it's so so popular right now Um, but when you should lock is is really a conversation you need to have with your lender you know i look at the market closer than most people because i subscribe to services that are experts on that that i get notifications daily i get a morning video sent to me I know what's going on every day. And, you know, whether it's the jobs report coming out, whether it's the stimulus that Congress is passing and Fed updates, and there's just more that you even want to look into. So it's really a conversation of talking to your lender, seeing what lock options they have. Like, can you lock for 30 days? Can you lock for longer? Can you stay floated?
0: How long can you lock for uh, just on average?
1: Purchase, I mean, standard is 30, but we can do longer. And then, like I have a pre-sale under contract right now. We're going to do a six month walk. You're saying, well, I don't know what rates are going to do. So there's a slight cost to that that gets built in, but they're wanting to do that to protect themselves, which is really smart because they're so good now. We don't know what they're going to be in six
0: months. So let me just put a hold on there. This is actually some good information is if you're out there shopping for a house, new construction is one of the best ways to go right now because uh, well, it's still competitive, but, If you have a home that you have to sell and you need to buy a home, um, you can buy it and then you're going to have several months of runway uh, before that that you need to get ready to sell your house. So it's kind of cool because you don't have to be contingent. But what you're saying is you have a program that I can lock today at 2.5%. Let's just say hypothetically that home is is below the $900,000 range, put 20% down and I can lock it until it's completed, right?
1: Correct. So there's a, a you know, we, we lock it. Slightly higher than current market, and that's the cap. Um, and then if rates skyrocket on you, you're protected. But then if rates get better before closing, we get a float down option. That's cool. So it's it's a really cool program, and it's it's for somebody that is wants to play it safe. It's kind of like an insurance policy on your rate, and and protecting yourself. And you know your budget up front, and you know that I don't want it to go higher than this. It's a great way to protect yourself. So.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we're about to finish up here, and um, I just, in, in conclusion, when you're thinking about interest rates and where they're headed, just give me a quick couple of seconds on where you think interest rates are headed in the next three to six months.
1: Again, any anything can happen. I mean, I, I think the recovery that we're having in this country is not a, a quick recovery, um, but the vaccines are definitely going to help and hopefully get us out there, and that could, as the economy opens up and we're all going to go crazy traveling and, and going to every restaurant and movie theater we can once we once we're able to um, I mean mortgage rates will eventually go up I mean they're they're being held down by the, the federal government basically in the Fed and um, so I, I think we don't know that answer and the, the safest thing to do is if, if you can look into your options now so give me a call
0: Awesome, Michael. Thank you so much for coming uh, coming on the show today. We appreciate it. Okay. All right. So next up after the break, we have Annie from Eastside Academy. Um, right after this short break, let me uh, do the share screen thing here. Hold on one second. We'll see you later, Michael. Thanks, I know you're super busy. Awesome. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Michael. Yep. Thank
0: All right. The next portion of this show is brought to you by Lotus Media. They are home a photo and digitization experts let me tell you um i have also used um, lotus media i basically took all of um, my wedding videos all my stuff uh um from gosh remember when we actually had to develop film and all that stuff we had um we had this security vault like fireproof safe thing Brought took it to them, digitized everything, put it in the cloud. Um, it's you know basically archived forever. And it was cool because these were videos that yeah, I had to pull out the videotape and put in you know and connect it to the TV. Now I just I can anytime I want to look at the video or edit something together I can put that together. So Lotus Media is a local company here in Bellevue. Um, you can uh, they've got a couple of drop-off stations. Uh, one of our other sponsors, but you can just basically get started. Click on their link there. Uh, set up stuff and their pricing I have to tell you is far better than Costco far better than any other online service and they're local so you can kind of know that you're not shipping something off to a warehouse somewhere that might get lost so uh, Lotus Media's website is lotusmedia.us lotusmedia.us you can call them at 855-587-6334 Lotus Media let's get back to our show and our next guest Annie welcome to the show
2: so much for having me. I really appreciate
0: it. So Eastside Academy, right? Now I'm pulling up yes. my notes. Let's see. Here we go. And I'm just putting them over here. Oh, I got to stop sharing is what I got to do. Here we go. <laughs> Boom. There we go. All right. So um, Eastside Academy, we're talking about fundraising and community engagement during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Annie's, uh, am I saying Annie, right? And why? I'm just like, I've never seen it spelled that way. Uh, For the past three and a half years and been in her current role for over just about a year, grew up in Oregon and moved to Washington to attend Northwest University. That's in Kirkland, right? Yes, it is. All right. Awesome. Graduated with a business degree and upon graduating, knew that you wanted to make an impact and that's what led you to Eastside Academy. All right. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do for Eastside Academy.
2: Yeah, um, for sure. So I guess I should explain kind of what Eastside Academy is.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) Um,
2: First, just for those of you guys that do not know. um, So Eastside Academy, um, the short end of it is uh, we are a alternative high school. um, And we serve students that um, are struggling with traditional high school. Um, And I'll go into more of the details later on but uh they are students that potentially are struggling with mental health issues um or drug or alcohol related issues um obviously those overlap here and there but what i do for east side academy and i'll be calling it ea just to shorten it up
0: okay
2: um, but what i do is i am the community partnerships officer which is essentially um fundraising development Um, Anything where somebody's like, hey, I want to be involved um, in this way, like, or can you use this skill set, and I'll kind of try to match them up. So um, the other day, I was actually talking to a financial advisor, and she was just like, oh, I would love to be involved with your organization. How can I get involved? We're thinking about potentially having her talk to the students, because we do have people come in and and chat with them about um, financial literacy, things like that. So... Um, just trying to connect people from the community to Eastside Academy in whatever way they can um, and then fundraise as well.
0: So, does Eastside Academy have a traditional location?
2: It does. Okay. So, we actually are located um, in Bellevue. Okay. And <laughs> um, we are housed in a church, the, the Bellevue Presbyterian Church. When they mm-hmm. added on to that church, um, they uh, actually did two kind of um, floors that is where we are currently Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: And so how many students, uh, and currently, I'm guessing, it. it, maybe it looks a little different than it did before, but, you know, how how many students are typically a part of the Eastside Academy?
2: Yeah, so we intentionally are, we try to keep it small. Um, That's kind of the whole point. We don't want people to fall through the cracks, Uh, so we max, it's 50 students. And uh, currently we're not quite there. I'm not sure the exact number. I think we're in like the thirties or forties currently.
0: And so how have things changed since COVID?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, A lot. We actually are um, one of the few schools that um, are doing like a hybrid model. So we are in class, in person, um, three days out of the week because we can social distance, um, we have the space for it, or we don't have that many students, so we have that ability um, and we think it's important um, to be in person. Um, but then also Thursday, Friday, we have online classes and that's kind of due to, in case things go back to just being online fully, like we don't want them to get out of the rhythm um, because uh, a lot of students have seen like significantly um, decreasing attendance and different things like that just because that's just so different. So we want them to continue to remember how to do that online.
0: <laughs> how to do schooling. So, yeah. So, since, since these are kids that have been, you know, struggling in general, I'm guessing the level of consistency has probably been really good for them. Um, yeah you know, considering the the current environment in public schools, because right now, they're still trying to figure out how to get those started. Um, Mm -hmm. So Eastside Academy is, it's privately funded, but you also raise funds. Kind of tell me how that works. I mean, if somebody wants to send their child there, they're gonna have to pay tuition, right?
2: Yeah, so tuition is on a sliding scale. So Mm -hmm. we never turn away anybody because Mm -hmm. they can't pay for tuition. So I would say probably 99% of our students have some sort of scholarship. Basically, it just depends on the need. So it it literally is just a formula. Um, You put in how much your family can contribute, um, and then we scholarship the rest of it. And that's kind of where I come in with fundraising Um, So to to make that possible. Um, So that is never a deterrent. We don't ever want it to be a deterrent for people. but yeah that's kind of what we do
0: okay so now that we have we have kind of a, a crazy you know environment um, mm-hmm. and your role is community engagement and fundraising how has how is the fundraising aspect of it changed
2: yeah oh man it's changed so much um so and for example we had our annual auction uh, just this last october or this past october and that's normally in person. That's normally a big event where 300 plus people come together oh, in yeah. person.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, this time it was online and it was virtual, and that's just it's different. The you you know. How
0: it, were the results?
2: The results were. Um, we actually did better in certain segments of our auction than we did than we would have done or we have done in person. So for example, we have a fund a need um, section and we did better this year than last year. However, things like the dessert dash, (laughs) um, we didn't bring in nearly as much um, money as we did last year. And that's kind of makes sense because there weren't as many like cakes and it was just done differently and you don't have the kind of environment of oh i want to beat the next table <laughs> yeah the, that it's, it's not
0: as competitive when you're yeah. kind of sitting back yeah that's yeah. true yeah well um i, I guess um, some ideas would probably probably have to do a little bit more often and get more creative i know as a real estate agent yeah. we're getting creative we're doing virtual open houses it's yeah. the same as walking through a house but yeah know, it, it certainly is um, sure so and as far as community engagement, give me an idea of what that looked like before the pandemic.
2: Yeah, so before the pandemic, uh, we would have a lot of, so we had these things called luncheons where anybody who was remotely interested in Eastside Academy, there was just once a month, there was a specific day, they would come in, they could talk to, um, we usually had a student kind of share a little bit about their experience. Um, we had the executive director talk to them and then they could ask any questions that they would want. Um, And that was like a huge part of just getting people involved. Um, And then it was also just so personal. You know, we have volunteers that come in and they would bring donuts for the students and then they would help in a math class. And now it's just obviously way different. Um, uh, We've been helping a lot with uh, providing food for for some families and so we do have volunteers now that come in and um they will actually like pick up food drop up food off like that type of thing so mm-hmm. it's just more removed i guess um just due to covid um so things like that have had to change and
0: i feel like um, you could do some zoom calls and have some professionals come in and do q uh-huh. and stuff like that that would be really cool.
2: Yeah, so actually, I think it's this next week, we are having um, some finance people come in and talk to the students um, just about the finance, and um, and then I think we, depending, we typically have like a career day type thing um, during the year, and I think we're going to have that sometime this year and have It's going to be Zoom. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of just be like a different profession, uh, different people talking about the profession.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, how have your volunteers, mentors, and donors been able to stay connected to Eastside Academy?
2: Yeah. So, our mentors typically, a mentor would come in once a week and eat lunch with their student in person. Now that they have one to
0: one mentors, is that how that works?
2: They do. They have one to one mentors. Uh, We match them up with. There's like a whole application process. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we match them up, and and typically they stay in that mentorship relationship after they graduate. Um, and uh, now it's it's over Zoom, so they are eating lunch together, you know, over Zoom, and and they're having that communication there. Volunteers are finding creative ways to volunteer, kind of like the food drop off, um, and yeah, it's been interesting, or, um, yeah, actually, I can't think of what I was going to say next. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all right, that's all right. So, how can, how can people get involved?
2: Yeah, um, so, people can get involved in, in several different ways. They can apply to be a mentor, if that is something that they would like to do, um, if they're like, wow, I have this skill set, um, and I would love to teach students about this, um, whether that's, like, health, um, um, you know, there's so many different things and uh, they can reach out to me, and get involved in that way. Uh,
0: how does how, do how does the application, where can they find that information?
2: Yeah. So online, um, at eastsideacademy.org, we have our mentorship application. There's also a volunteer application there. And then if there's something really like unique, they can always just email me. If they're like, Hey, I have this like amazing idea, um, to get. Uh, and I would love to be involved in this way and that could also um, be a route they take.
0: Awesome. So um, the, is there a website you guys have?
2: Yeah. It's
0: eastsideacademy.org. Eastsideacademy.org mm-hmm. and Amy, uh, Annie, I almost called, Hey, call. <laughs> it's okay. How, um, how else can people get involved besides uh, becoming a mentor? They can donate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um We are always looking for donations um and I know that a lot of times people are like there we have a housing program, for example, so sometimes people are more passionate about um having their money go towards the housing program um and so we are able to kind of say like, "Hey, if this is what you're passionate about, this is where your dollars are going to go to um so that yeah, that would always be helpful
0: awesome. Amy, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to share with us about Eastside Academy. I had no idea we had something like that here, and it's great to promote that. Uh, So we really appreciate you coming on.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Awesome. All right. So as we uh, close out our, our podcast for the day, I want to thank you all for visiting. Thank our guests, Michael Burdick and Amy. Amy, how do you pronounce your last name?
2: it's annie (laughs) illisoy
0: dang it see i said annie (laughs) i
2: know it it, everybody says it's okay (laughs) right
0: right? you're like i'm so tired of this uh so annie last name
2: illisoy
0: illisoy annie illisoy i'm gonna work on that um uh, (laughs) thanks to our guests and as you know the east side real estate team is currently partnered with a nonprofit called best christmas ever and we are also trying to raise money to provide a best Christmas for a family here in Bellevue. We've got the family identified. It's awesome. Uh, you can donate uh, either a gift. We've got an Amazon wish list set up. Anybody can do this. So, um, you know, go to the eastsiderealestateteam.com. team.com, go to our about section on, and giving. And then there's a quick way to get there, actually. You can go to eastside.team slash donate. And on there is a link to the Amazon uh, wish list if you prefer to give a gift that's going to go directly to the kids or the mom, you can do that there. Um, Thanks for watching our show. We appreciate it. Um, Have a great week.